Yes, your question. Yes, I direct my question to Mr. Moss. Uh, Mr. Moss, based on the uh, overwhelming inside information that was uh, presented to the members of law enforcement by Valachi, can you tell us how many cases were made as a result of that uh, inside information? In other words, how many murders were solved, how many people were indicted as a result of all the vast wealth of information that Valachi provided? Well, you have to uh, divide Valachi's value up into two categories. As far as uh, specific court cases, uh, there was only one major case. That was the, uh, the conviction he was uh, responsible, his testimony in court was responsible for the conviction of Carmine Persico, also known as the snake, who had been uh, tried four times previously, and then Valachi was brought in the fifth time to testify, and he was convicted and sent to uh, prison for 15 years. Had he been his, convicted b before Valachi testified? No, no. None of his all prior trials and, uh, and no, the just, case was thrown out because the judge ruled charged the court the wrong way. But he is uh, credited by the prosecutors as being instrumental for this one case. But his value was not in cases. By the time he started talking, uh, he had been in prison uh, for a number of years. The statute of limitations had run out on many cases. As far as murder is concerned, that's not a federal crime unless it take, takes place in federal property. Most of them were in New York. And in New York, you have to have a cooperative witness who had nothing to do with it. As you, I think you're a lawyer, no. Had some, uh, you have to, lacking physical evidence, you have to have a uh, cooperative witness who had nothing to do with the commission of the crime. So you had a big problem there. His main value was intelligence. And also, he solved, within the Justice Department, within the FBI, you must remember just a couple of years before he uh, began to talk, uh, the head of the FBI, uh, Mr. Hoover, in an executive session of Congress, did, said there was no such thing as a, as a mafia in the United States, a national criminal conspiracy of any sort. What Valachi's value was he ended this argument once and for all. You had the same debate in the Department of Justice as you did uh, around the country. Was this just a creation of a lot of uh, fanciful ta tabloid headline writers, or did it really exist? And he, that, 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 the, the, the whole debate ended with that. Did he? And uh, he also, uh, I'm talking about as far as law enforcement people are concerned. Yeah, not, uh, Peter, I hate to say that, that law enforcement was solely based on Valachi's testimony no. as far as convincing he us ended, of the mafia. Well, Bill Hunley, who was head of the organized crime section of the time, said he, Valachi, ended this uh, this debate, he, the value of, uh, he identified over 600 members. Uh, he also told that many, uh, there were many people that he thought were members that he, uh, he said weren't. He was never caught in a verifiable era in any of his interrogations. I've read all the raw interrogation of the two uh, agents. Would you verify that uh, he really put the argument to bed? Well, I think Valachi had an awful lot to do with it, but at the same time Valachi was talking, from 1961 to 1965, the Federal Bureau of Investigation had a number of unauthorized uh, taps in by trespass in the Patriarca family, the Carlo family, the Cavalcanti family yeah. in New Jersey. These really were primarily the strong body of evidence we had concerning organized crime, oh, as well as our extensive informant system, as well as Valachi. Is organized crime as entrenched and powerful and rich as it is because of its extensive political uh, corruption? Basically, Judges, attorneys, uh, cops, legislators, cops. 
Basically, that's true. Is uh, that true? Uh, Sam Tucker was a organized crime figure in, in uh, Cleveland and in Las Vegas, and now in retirement in, in Miami, said, we don't go where we're not wanted. <laughs> and basically, that's true. There has to be, they have to be providing a service, and there have to be certain accommodations made in order for organized crime to function as well as it functions in the The mafia country. couldn't function in New York or Rhode Island or Chicago or Detroit if it didn't have in its corner certain numbers of police, right? Or certain, certain numbers of judges. A numbers operation cannot operate without the consent of police for a very long time. Okay. And, and or without some uh, consent from the courts. I mean, the police may arrest the, the numbers operators, but they find $100 and sent back, and they're back in business. So again. it isn't just the accusation perennially against uh, New York City. It would no. be true of Boston sure. and Providence. Sure. Well, I think Wherever they operate, there's corruption. The right? oh, I think, I think that, that, that certain phases of their work can operate without corruption. I think that what they do is tend to corrupt and increase their opportunities for, for operation in some areas. I don't think it's fair to say by any stretch of the imagination that the Mafia could not operate without official corruption. There are unquestionably areas in which they would no. operate without the necessity of having Not as successful as they are operating. That's right. If there's a corruption situation that expands their How high up does the corruption tend to go? Well, I'll give you a good example in a case I just finished up uh, with the department, and I prosecuted a case involving a well-known Mafia figure and three members of the New York State Police. One of them was a lieutenant. This lieutenant was moving on up to captaincy. As a captain, he would have headed up all of the organized crime investigations. He was, at the time that he was convicted, the head of the uh, informant system for the Bureau of Narcotics, not, or for his narcotics investigations out of, uh, out of uh, Ward Island here. So as far as the New York State Police was concerned, this guy was a key man who was working very closely with gamblers, was getting paid a substantial amount of money, and was providing them with information. What also disturbs me uh, more than anything else is that as I was the head of the strike force, bringing together these federal and local agencies and so forth, the man that the New York State Police selected for me was this particular lieutenant to sit in on all of our particularly uh, engrossing matters concerning organized crime, and it, uh, it was disturbing. It only went on for about a month before we got aware of him, and through our undercover activity, we were able eventually to convict him, but he was in a very high position with the New York State Police, and the New York State Police, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best organizations we have. It's written by an extremely good superintendent of the State Police, Bob Kerwin, but that was one area that they had some real problem. I'm not talking about a city police department. I'm talking about a small, very elite New York State police group. What about judges? What is the relationship of the judiciary? To well, the I think Ed can talk on that. He's done a lot of investigations into the judge area, and probably he's better versed in it than I am. I ask you before you answer, because Nick Gage some weeks ago did a front page story that mafia, identifiable mafia figures tend to get much lesser sentences <coughs> when brought before judges than criminals not mafia connected, accused of a similar crime. That's in the crimes. state courts. Yeah. Why? Because they have good lawyers? Perhaps because the evidence against them isn't sufficient. Perhaps they don't have a good case. And perhaps the, the, they aren't guilty. And perhaps if they are guilty, they're guilty no, of a lesser aspect of it. Well, a lot of that material you gathered. In other words, they could be charged with one crime and they could be convicted of well, a much well, lesser crime. Well, there were crime. cases, for example, where the people pleaded <clears throat> guilty. <clears throat> and that there was, uh, the judge had discrepancy whether to, to sentence him from a small fine up to a year in jail, and they, he sentenced him to a small fine. Why well, that's that usually in a range I, I don't situation. think that that is, is restricted, by the way, to the uh, discussion of the organized crime. I think that you have all kinds of cases where people plead guilty and people on the outside are very unhappy with the sentences that Does are given Does any of this out. indicate a corrupt uh, judiciary in the state? 
No, I don't think you can say that any of that, any of those single instances, you could, you could read from the actions in these cases, you know, to a, to a general, you know, from the, from the specific to a general conclusion. No, I don't think you can say that. Well, why are judges so lenient with mafia people? Are they that lenient? Do you disagree with uh, Gage's article? No, no, no. They're very, they're, 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 I, I think they're better, they're better represented. Uh, the evidence may be a little weaker on occasion. Uh, the, the trial may take longer. The district attorney wants to, because of the crowded court calendars and everything else, wants to make uh, an arrangement to, uh, to try, the, you know, to get a plea in the case. Any number of possible reasons. And that, that plus, can, plus right. the possibility of corruption. Uh, you know, we should never I think you're afraid to antagonize the judges. I'm I think not, his I'm own report Nobody's says ever said that I'm afraid to antagonize uh, judges. I get in trouble every day in the week for it. There is a definite pattern that mafia figures do not get. Uh, some guy uh, robs a television discount house and takes a television set out and he gets he's thrown into the can for seven years. And yeah, but that's somebody, because, that, that, that's that, because that's he's caught. Caught. Long, long There's there's also, Peter, no, let's, let's go back one step, you know, without being mafiosi, we've got a horrible situation in New York in the state courts where when uh, Pat Murphy made an analysis, uh, what was it, 1969 figures, 1,500 convictions for narcotic felony sales, 45 out of the 1,500 went to jail for heroin sales. And the maximum sentence in the whole group was five years. And within a year, everyone was out back on the street. Forty-five people out of fifteen hundred. And that's so that's not and that's not mafia. So I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to in any way minimize uh, political involvement with the judges. But the but the problem we have is that a lot of guys get on the bench and they think they're sociologists. You know, they're going to solve all the problems of mankind by the prisons are too crowded. We can't send anybody to prison. Well, that's baloney. The judge ought to send him to jail if he belongs in jail. My I mean, point is, they're sending many of the wrong people. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, but, the, but they're better represented. That's uh, you know, well, this is part I, of the problem. there's also a, a pattern. I mean, when you look at some of these cases specifically, and when you examine the criminal history of a particular uh, fellow, when you examine the efforts of the uh, of the district attorney, where he doesn't agree to a, a low sentence. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he when uh, when you uh, examine all the factors uh, and you examine the fellow's defense and so forth and then you and you look at what sentence he receives you have to ask yourself the question you know how could he get this sentence well, I, 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 I agree that, that, that problem comes up but I, I one of the one of the that. things that was in either your article or the, or the uh, one of the other reporters from the times made reference to one judge that I happen to know fairly well because I worked with him on, on labor racketeering cases in the 50s when he was an assistant in Frank Hogan's office. And I don't think we had a tougher prosecutor in the state than this guy. And I certainly don't think that because he did this in a given case, that that makes him corrupt. And that's, no, that's no. something we have to be extremely careful of. Because we then relate, we pick this guy no, up I mean, or that guy. When you I'm find an incomprehensible sentence, when you find a sentence of such mildness right. that you're, you're offended, Right, I get you, outraged. You're outraged. Okay. Do you I lay it at the doorstep of the man, the judge, well, playing sociologist, or do you suspect you'll something? You bet your sweet life we do. We've got a judge here and sitting in, in, in one of our courts. Who that, shall be uh, nameless. Who shall be nameless. Uh, in a major narcotic case, when the government told him that this man would probably flee to South America, we want the bail raised between conviction, after conviction, mind you. We want the bail raised. Now he's, you know, that's the blah, blah, blah. He went through a whole Mickey Mouse routine. The guy walked out of the courthouse, got in a cab, Drove out to uh, JFK, got on a plane. He's in South America. He got 10 years in absentia. Now, that's a hell of a big help to stop narcotic smuggling. 
in the United States. What bail did you ask for? A quarter of a million dollars what or bail, half a million what dollars. What bail did he I think say? 50, I forget what it was. I think it was $50,000. But that's the kind of stuff. And $50,000 is like asking me for a buck to a guy like this. It's this all it's worth. There was a now, that man should have been remanded to jail, not, not any of this other nonsense. But and, very I don't often, think the judge, and I don't think the judge is corrupt. I think he's a sociologist. Very often this happens. Well, I've, I've represented fellows from South America who, who go in, and they would be delighted to get $50,000 bail, but they hold them in 250. So it goes both ways, We're pushing actually. it. Oh, hey. As far as I'm concerned, we ought to have no bail in these cases at this point. Why would they? Hold it. We have to pause again. We'll be back in 60 seconds.